0: You are listening to the Mary Jane Society Podcast, brought to you by Studio 420, a cannabis-friendly marketing agency.
1: I'm your host, Pam Schmiel, a contract marketer and publicist in the cannabis industry. Today our guest is Thanasorn Boonsong, the young CEO of Eastern Spectrum Group. He is leading one of Thailand's few integrated hemp cultivation and manufacturing facilities. They plan to lead the world in producing industrialized hemp and to be Thailand's top producing seed to sale CBD manufacturer. Let's meet Thanasorn. Good morning. Uh, Good evening. Well, Good morning to you. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it so later very welcome so um great yeah let's let's get started uh so did i hear correctly that you did you attend school in the united states
0: all except one of my co-founders went to school in the states
1: ah okay okay and and you as well
0: yeah me as well i went to boston i i went to northeastern in boston uh-huh.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay, okay, that's right. I knew it was Boston. Um, so yeah, let's start with um, a background on you. Now we know that you attended school in the United States, and you're 27. <laughs> <laughs> how, how did you come to found uh, Eastern Spectrum Group? And I guess the biggest question is, how did you get one of the coveted vertically <clears throat> vertically integrated licenses in Thailand? Sure. Which one do you want to know first? Yes, I guess uh, your I guess your background of how you ended up getting to the license, okay, and, and going um, into cannabis as a as a, you know as a young person, okay, so, yeah, sure. I'll talk
0: about the company first, and then and then maybe my background. Okay, um, so cannabis in Thailand not now at least it's it's gone through sort of the stages of the de, um, deregulation. It's sort of somewhat legalized, um, you know, maybe. A majority of it still in the gray area, a minority of it um above board and whatnot. But when when we got into this business around three and a half years ago, it was still highly regulated, right? Cannabis was still um only medically legalized, the plant was still um a narcotic. So really we just did everything really above board and legitimately. And I'm sure that sounds like the 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 obvious or the easy answer, but it really was the truth. Um it it it's a very sensitive topic in Thailand back then because you know Thailand's been very you know anti drug law anti drug use very Buddhist and and the sort of the acceptance of cannabis has come at, as somewhat of a shock it was a politi- it was a it was a political party's policy that really shook Thailand down to its roots right and and so it was important for us to be able to operate very very above board and very strict um, you know we moved in extremely early as pioneers and we worked very very closely with public institutions and educational institutions as well as the government you know at that point in time me and a couple me and another co-founder was advisors in parliament for the deregulation of the plant um, and that came at the same time as you know um, cannabis uh, hemp and gratom as well and so for us it's we we had to do whatever the law stipulated at that time and 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 with a deep and sort of robust understanding of what the law allows that's how we were able to obtain um let's say nearly um obtain all the all the licenses um to become vertically integrated you know to to get all the the legal requirements necessary um and yeah so so that's how we became at that point in time when when imports were still illegal you know seed imports are still illegal we became the first private company to get a seed import license Mm -hmm. and that's just because we were doing everything strictly by the team Mm -hmm. strictly by the book yeah oh
1: so you were doing i'm saying you said seed imports were legal so at that
0: point in time it was illegal um illegal. illegal illegal everything was illegal you needed a special permit from the government um, and and you could only obtain it by working with either a government institute or a institute of higher education we decided to partner with um, thailand's most prestigious agricultural university
1: mm, okay to import seeds first
0: to Im- to import seeds to because for us seeds we had to import seeds because thai thai doesn't have any native high cbd genetics for extraction thailand Thai, Thai, natural Thai hemp is for textiles. Um, That's what it's primarily been used for in the past. Apart from that, it's all been, you know, the Thai THC marijuana, and that's not something that was um, really a government mandate at that time.
1: Right, right. Yeah, three years ago was very uh, early on, you know, considering just last summer they legalized medical only. Yeah.
0: Well, no, last summer was... um, Mm, no, so medical medical was around four years ago um okay. last summer was the deregulation of the plant so oh. whether it's um marijuana or hemp it's now legal as long as you don't process it further
1: okay oh that's okay so it's it's so they decriminalize both they
0: decriminalize the
1: plant, yeah exactly. I see. Okay. Okay. But it's okay, but there's still a lot of strict rules around it as they kind of inch forward, I guess, as far as like you said, the processing. Yeah. And I thought you needed I thought it was still considered illegal. I thought you could only purchase on a medical.
0: No, 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 no. No? That was um that was before June 9th last year. Okay. Um, As of June 9th, the plant as a raw form is legal. And that's where the gray area comes about. You know, they they haven't sort of regulated recreational or anything else. But but because there is no law around it, it becomes a gray area that people exploit.
1: Ah, okay. Gotcha. I guess. Yeah. Okay. Same as here. So you were basically sitting around with your friends after graduation, sort of, and saying... How did you choose to go into CBD or starting a business in your homeland? Right. You decided all to leave and go back. I just right, curious right. how that all worked out.
0: <laughs> right. So so for myself, um, I come from a I come from a business family um with an industrialist background. So we do like you know food and beverage manufacturing, we do automobile manufacturing, real estate, initially mining. And 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 so there's always been a background of sort of a business and industry in my family um never any experience or history with the cannabis industry of course um and sort of the the interest in cannabis sparked when i was in boston so when i was in boston we were going through sort of the period where boston was it wasn't legalizing it yet but it was going through the process of like testing the waters you know there was 420 at the boston commons and whatever else and I was seeing sort of the relaxation of the policies there, as well as a subsequent boom coming from the the, um, the, the legalization of it. And, and of course, I was in, in um, DeMorma Kim in Northeastern, that was the business school. Um, so I had the chance to research it a little bit there. And that's when I found out that hemp was such a versatile plant. And, and my, my interest in sort of this entire cannabis industry is more specialized in hemp. Right. So I came back in Thailand, you know, fast forward a few years. Um, I worked in other industries. I was in management consulting. I was in entertainment. I was in media. And then the government said medical legalization. Um, And so that's for me, that's when I knew Thailand was on sort of the tipping point of of something that is potentially big um, and is adolescent in the sort of the global stage. Right. So for me, cannabis and more specifically hemp um, serves as what I believe is an all-in-one package of disruptive innovation in in regards to sustainability in in incumbent industrial industries. Um, you know, some of the work that we do at Eastern Spectrum, apart from obviously the medicinal cannabinoids and extracts, is in applying hemp as an industrial sort of um bio-based material. Energy, manufacturing, food. Um and we, we view it as you know a pl- a plant or a solution that has massive potential to be driving the sustainability megatrend globally and Thailand's deregulation of it is or, or I guess gradual deregulation of it is a starting point for for leading the charge on a global stage um and that makes me extremely interested of course with my background um and apart from the potential economic benefits it it tackle the long-standing structural problem in Thailand as well. Um, and that's, you know, agricultural income and income disparity, right? And and for me, there there are very few opportunities that come in in one's lifetime. The cannabis for me in this generation at least is at least one of them that was like, you know, the gold rush in the previous generation or the um the the dot-com era of the previous generation, right? I, I think cannabis is is really something that will drive the future of the world and not only on an economic standpoint but on a social standpoint as well and and for me getting the opportunity to work in in cannabis to increase agricultural income increase you know the obviously the business potential of it and solving a sustainability problem is is why me and my my partners got into this
1: But why do you think it's not really moving forward, not even in the United States, but the rest of the world? It's so obvious. It it's uses. Why isn't that moving forward? Who's stopping that, do you think? Well, I mean, there are the obvious the the cliched
0: sort of conspiracy theories, you know, big corporate, big pharma, etc. But I think it's I think it's more or less the the knowledge of using it and then sort of the feasibility, the economic feasibility of it as well is still something that the world hasn't really caught up on. Um, You know, in the past, sure, we've used it for textiles, for ropes, for paper, but when it's come to the stage of, you know, rapid innovation and industrialization of it, not a lot of companies has has really offered the, you know, the resources or the funding to push that forward. And of course, with the, with the criminalization of it, a lot of, universities or research institutes are finding it hard to <clears throat> to to make a move but now when we have you know the the world is more accepting towards it and then we find the the potential uses of it for um, automobile manufacturing supercapacitor capacitor uh, manufacturing you know the potential is vast
1: yeah yeah Yeah. okay so maybe maybe that's more the problem that you're saying is that no one really set up the infrastructure for it yet and and is really moving it forward and with your background you know you can definitely make that move so i i can see that so are you moving more towards hemp as an alternative uh material as opposed to going into the cbd and then into the thc manufacturing of products and more health and wellness. Is that kind of where you're going? Well, or... I guess so...
0: when so sort of we we have this sort of uh I guess um a way to visualize things. We we use a Roman pillars diagram, you know, like building a house and whatnot. And and the foundation of our house, our house being ESG, right? Eastern Spectrum Group, the foundation of our house is in cannabinoids. And that's because that's what the government mandate mandate pushes at that point in time is medicinal usage you know cannabinoids THC um CBD and and of course THC for for strict medicinal usage that's what the core business has been built upon but our our sort of growth pillars the pillars to to sort of our house and building the entire structure is in industry it's in we have three pillars food uh, materials, and energy and that's where most of our research and development efforts have been pouring into um you know with my family background of of being in those industries already or the rest of our sort of board of directors are in either one of those industries um we look at hemp as a way to disrupt constructively disrupt um each of those industries and and with the success and you know pushing it forward on it it allows us to to take sort of this innovation this technology this plant and and i um you, making it accessible to the rest of the world to thailand at the very least
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know thailand
0: is a huge i guess speaking automobile strictly thailand is a huge automobile manufacturing hub for for asia and for the world you know we produce a lot of japanese cars here in thailand and and sort of one of my i guess one of the things i i like to an anecdote i like to say to the rest of my team is you know for example say toyota or, or nissan or izuzu or or any of the big Japanese automobile manufacturers. What if all of them decided to use, um, you know, hemp composites as a um, as sort of the fiber replacement for their door panels? You know, that's a massive, massive industry that and that creates a lot of social value for the world as well. Um, and that's where our vision is. It's it's not just the medicinal part, but it's really whole plant utilization, zero waste. Um, in in manufacturing and energy and of course food.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to div- d- dig into like the CBD part of it um, mm-hmm. in your research. You know, it's very hard in the United States, though it's changing a little bit to get access to uh, hemp uh, plants uh, to right. do sort of research, especially marijuana. Hemp is a little bit easier, but you know, has to go through the universities and trying to get quality hemp and uh, marijuana to do all the, this research are you is Thailand different in that way that it's more accessible and that is is or more people can offer it for for research and and what are you guys doing for research?
0: Absolutely so when Thailand decriminalized the plant it opens up sort of the plethora of, of avenues for research and development. Um, Even three and a half years ago all the all Thailand's leading universities have started to You know, they have um, either science faculties, uh, medical faculties, pharmacy pharmacy faculties, they're all doing research in some way or another on on marijuana and and hemp, right? It's like for us, when we're we're doing research on obviously the genetics, because Thailand does have a lack of sort of CBD genetics at least and, and minor cannabinoid genetics. Um, Thailand is abundant on THC and on industrial genetics. Um, And we're also doing research on formulations, primarily on CBD formulations, though, because that's where the government sort of uh, direction is heading towards. Um, It's not that Thailand isn't aware of minor cannabinoids like CBG, CBN, THCV, et cetera, et cetera. But the regulations just aren't there yet. You know, we're, we're at least, I think we're at least 10, 15, maybe 20 years
1: behind where the states are. Mm-hmm. And th- it is, as far as research and, and all that, you're saying you're about... To, exactly. Uh, yeah. okay. But
0: but I do think Thailand has the capabilities to catch up extremely rapidly um, because the States has at least... The States, Europe, Canada has been very open with public um, publications of their research and whatnot. And with the Tha- Thailand's laws being quite progressive on that matter, it's only a matter of time before we catch up.
1: Yeah, and I really believe that the future of medicine is in minor cannabinoids but also you know cannabinoids specific to treat you know specific ailments and and we just we just aren't there yet um but that that, that'll be the future of product development so it'll be exciting when we get to that but it's kind of where
0: we're but i think that's where thailand's charm is in this industry with with sort of thailand being extremely open to, to research and development and, and the decriminalization of the plant, it allows at least either pr- both private and public entities to do as much research as they want very freely, right? Like, for example, um, one of Thailand's, I guess, m- medical um, institutes and a, and a university paired up to, to research, like, the effects of CBG for treatment of... Um, the 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 brain cancer, yeah, gli, glioblastoma.
1: So it's a it's brain a, cancer I, of some sort? Yeah,
0: it's a cancer that occurs in the brain or spinal cord. Um, so they, they were researching the effects of CBG as a treatment for that. Um, and and obviously making the, the um, publications for it. Like I think research and development in Thailand will be quite rapid because there's a lot of interest around around it and And it's really easy to access it nowadays due to the decriminalization of the plant
1: and the government i i from what I'm understanding is pushing more the medical side of yes. it and obviously promoting the recreational side. i mean most the the,
0: governments- the recreational side of it, it's not really a government mandate. They don't openly support recreational usage of the plant. they're trying to they're trying to push for the medical usage of it. but you know, as businesses are um the recreational has a lot more immediate profit immediate return so a yeah. lot of private companies are more interested in that but the government is 100 percent trying to push for the medical um at least the medical perspective of it not so much the recreational
1: so so the eastern spectrum group is is basically a uh white label uh company is that am i right where you would basically produce CBD products uh if we're staying in you know outside of the hemp production but um right um so we
0: initially we positioned ourselves as a b2b company um selling extracts and doing white label and private label manufacturing and that's because three and a half years ago when we were obviously doing our business plan the um the government didn't have any restrictions on on CBD, on THC, uh, well, THC, yes, but on CBD, no. Um, it sort of looked like they were walking in the same direction as the state. And so we we preemptively expected that there would be a lot more demand for CBD extracts, for CBD isolates, for CBD sort of water dispersables, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but, you know, as the laws progressed, they started imposing dosage regulations, dosage limitations, and And the whole B2B market hasn't really taken off. So, yes, we shifted to more value-added services, white label manufacturing, um, private labels, um, B2C. You
1: know, I just don't think the uh, research is there yet And, and the formulations, like we were saying before, where we really know how you know, either minor cannabinoids or CBD, how it all works in the system, what the dosing should be to treat our, you know, basic ailments that they're claiming it can help. So I think that's why it's falling flat a little bit. And also because it's more like a nutraceutical, which means yeah. I can't really tell how it's really working. You kind of hope like I take vitamins every day and it's going to, you know, so, and it's, and it's expensive. So for someone to t- to, Invest in that money, and you know, kind of blind faith in a way. Right. You know, I, I I feel like that's what's really impeding the you know it the, the, it moving forward. But I'm, I've really seen and heard great testimonials on the uh, topical CBD here in the United States. So right. I haven't tried it, but I have from my friend group i have actually heard people who are not in the industry swear that topicals really work for them so maybe that's a way for us to step into it and i feel like those products are doing better um so uh so so okay so we kind of know that cbd is at at a standstill so how how are you guys so
0: so i i completely agree with what you just said um and there's actually a there's there's a government endorsed scheme here you know, called the special access um service program or something. It's, it's called a, in short, it's like a SAS. They they call it SAS. And and because you know they know that the adoption rate of C B D and sort of its acceptance in society as a medical product, it might take some time, you know, a couple of years. Um the government endorses a scheme where the government produces um formulations and medicines under their own sort of branch, the Department of Medicine or the Department of Thai Traditional Medicine, and they prescribe this for, for certain patients who are willing to go to undergo the trials. And then they take the testimonials, they do clinical research and studies, and they compile the data. And that's allowing Thailand to move extremely rapidly with, with sort of medical treatment. Um, you know, but until, of course, until that's more widely dispersed, mm-hmm. um, it's exactly as you said, um, you know, it might take some more time. And and yes, um, we're seeing a lot more interest in the topical and cosmetic standpoint, more so than the nutraceuticals.
1: So are you working with companies out- outside of Thailand or are you mostly working with companies in Thailand who are trying to get CBD off the ground and how are the Thai people Responding to CBD? Is it similar to what's happening in the United States like we were just talking about, or
0: we're working with both um international and local companies. Um, so, so Thailand specifically, there there's still a massive lack of education regarding CBD. Um, you know, it, it's still it's still at the level where oh, it, marijuana and hemp. What's the difference? Is it the same thing? Is CBD psychoactive? Like I said, we're very behind the states. Um, and we at least are trying to encourage the government as well as help help them disperse as much information as possible to the general populace. Um, yeah. but right now, what we're seeing a lot of interest in is, um, in sort of the the cosmetics industry um there, last year there were a lot of gimmicky products out there you know utilizing sort of this hype around around cannabis and hemp but this year or, or at least at the last quarter of last of, of last year we have a lot of proprietors and a lot of smes contact us regarding you know um cosmetics and, and nutraceuticals to be honest Um, because, you know, they've done their own research. They've, of course, pulled a lot of information from the States, from the EU, from Canada, and they think it's something that has marketability here in Thailand. And and Thailand is quite open to to these sort of nutraceutical products, The people are quite quick on the uptake and and are quite open to try new things. Um, And, of course, there's the dispensaries that are very, very open towards manufacturing, you know, white-label tinctures for them, private-label tinctures for them
1: education is the way to go. I think that to move Mm -hmm. industry forward and to get the government on board because, you know, a lot of people in the government haven't taken time to kind of really zone in on it. So
0: exactly. yeah.
1: Yeah. So that, I think that's the direction for all of us who want to move this forward is just putting educational content out there and hope we can get some medical research or clinical trials that can really move this forward. I think that's the big key. So is the path also, or kind of, looking at THC as, as a path in the end, or are you strictly going to be going the, the three pillars, or I think the three pillars you were talking about? Right.
0: I mean, we are working with THC, um, but that's specific, that, that's actually strictly for medicinal usage. We're not, we're not looking at THC as a recreational product or form. Um, the work with THC that we do is all pertinent to government medicine, government formulations, or, or um, sort of formulations of research um, done by either institutes of higher education or or, or whatnot it's it's strictly medical it's like um, anything that ESG does with THC it's very clear cut it's very black or white there's no gray area with Oh, can it be you sure, know, medicinal, I... perceived as recreational? You, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, no, I understand yeah, you yeah, have yeah. to
1: be very strict. Yeah, right, right. You want to keep going, and and yeah, that's very important.
0: Because, um, I mean, we're, we're, we're proud to be um, sort of this uh, symbol or at least a representation of the legitimate and above-board sort of uh, industry here in Thailand, and we're working very strictly in compliance with government regulations. And, of course, the THC or any recreational um, connotations it affects our aspirations to um, expand into the industrial side of things as well. Um, like most recently, for example, I was um, I was over in Sweden for a business trip, and the the government there is quite opposed to recreational cannabis, um, or, or or so that's what I've been told at least. And and any association of my company with recreational cannabis could potentially bar me from working with a Swedish company on any of my industrial aspirations, so we keep it very very separate.
1: So, are you producing uh, tincture tinctures for CBD, you know, based hemp-based tinctures for uh, government or higher learning? Is that who you're manufacturing for? Well, CBD tinct,
0: t- so that 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 dives down to more i guess a bit more granular so tinctures in thailand is actually considered a non-regulated product it's a gray area thailand's a little bit different from the states where everything that's on the shelf has to be fda approved tinctures aren't an fda approved product but they're not illegal due to the the loophole in the law right now regarding cannabis um so the tinctures that we sort of white label or private label for for clients goes into the dispensaries that's sort of this gray area um segment but oh. um the things that the, the tinctures that we produce in sort of as a service to to universities or hospitals or government that's that's fda registered as a medicine
1: Thailand you were saying earlier that Thailand is not really known for its hemp production of course mm-hmm. it's famous for its you know marijuana production yep. w- why would someone from outside the country want to white label the right PC- well I, I think PC- on on
0: an ex- on an export standpoint like Thailand's extremely uh the Thai FDA is extremely bullish on export um THC exports are also legal um it's just about sort of domestic consumption that they're regulating a lot and I think the um, sort of the charm for a lot of international companies out there with Thailand is due to its well, one it's competitive um, nature mm. we, we can produce it at a very competitive price of course okay. but yeah. there's also the heritage aspect of of the uh, marijuana here in Thailand on the, on the CBD standpoint to be quite honest with you that's a little bit more difficult to to say there's like, you know, a cultural heritage or story behind that. It's more about being competitive in the market, being mm. competitive in the industry.
1: Got it. Of course. Right. Exactly. And
0: and at least with the Eastern Spectrum in Thailand, we're one of the very few vertically integrated companies that work at scale. Um so so that gives us sort of the edge over over some of our industry peers.
1: So what are you finding out there as far as genetics and seeds in in the hemp world, uh, as far as either topicals or nutraceutical type, you know, um, in in that area, or where are you getting the seeds from or Ah, who's
0: creating
1: creating the best genetics or, you Mm -hmm. know?
0: So genetics, genetics is a very, very deep topic,
1: right? Okay.
0: Um, You know, at the end of the day, it it does it does depend on the purpose and the end product. Um, Currently right now, we import most of our genetics from the States, except for the ones that, you know, we're breeding ourselves um, in conjunction with some of our partners in the States as well. Um, We're we're primarily importing from the States for production, but what we aim to do in the long run is sort of create a hybrid between an international variety and a Thai local land race to be able to create um, what we, What we believe to be a jack of all trades genetic, you know, um can be used for industrial purposes, can be used for Mm. um extraction purposes. It's something called a tri-crop. That's sort of our eventual holy grail. That's what we're aiming
1: for. Are you looking for companies? What what I guess what is your end goal outside of Thailand? Who are you looking to work for, work with? Who are you trying to attract? Mm. Yeah. What what is I mean
0: we um we definitely want to stand on our own two feet. Um, we want to be a global supplier, you know, in in every in every pillar that we we talked about just now: medicinal, food, energy, materials. We want to we want to be able to be sort of a a a powerhouse in those segments and supply not only Thailand but on a global on a global scale because we think Thailand has the agricultural capability to man- to to produce. As well as the industrial capability to manufacture, mm-hmm. uh, and Thailand has been working as a net exporter for the world in a lot of industries and and we think that this is just the eventual shift in sort of the the world's journey to sustainability. Um, we believe that we can be one of the key the key players in that but but sort of looking at a company that we highly respect that we highly sort of um look up to is is actually an American company called Hemp Flax. Mm-hmm. uh uh-huh. Um hemp hemp flax. Uh so there I think we or at least I'm I'm saying this from as much secondary research as I can gather, right? I, I don't personally know them, although I would love the opportunity to speak with them. Um I believe that we share a very similar vision in, in regards to the industrialization and, and dispersion of hemp, not only for medicinal but for industrial purposes. Um I, I believe we're walking on the same path. They're just, I guess, much further ahead than where we are at the moment. You know, some of the things that they've already commercialized um stateside is something some of the things that we're still doing in our research and development programs. Mm-hmm. And looking at them as a role model, I I think there are a company that you know they use hemp in many different industries beyond cbd and healthcare and and every every product they have tackles a a problem area in the world that we aspire to deliver as well you yeah. know if if we don't move into the western markets at the very least we want to be able to supply the eastern markets with it
1: maybe that's a good partnership yeah wow I hope so I hope so um so I guess uh let's see before we wrap it up I'm just thinking Mm -hmm. I would I mean I know that you're not as much into the THC arena who knows where you know what road you'll end up going down like you say how things will move in the world and you know there's so much to we don't know so much right now but um as far as THC um If some, you know, there's a lot of companies here in the United States, you know, we're kind of at this standstill, really, because of lack of legalization and all that and banking and, you know, I Mm -hmm. feel like companies are just kind of holding on to survive this year, but might also be looking at other parts of the world, and you know, to expand globally, of course, looking for the opportunities when that happens, how would someone who say, who for instance has a, a great cpg product here uh right. you know expand their brand into thailand i guess they would have to work with someone like you maybe who has a who can white label for them uh, is that the path that you see someone that is it,
0: yep that is absolutely correct so um importation of any finished products Um, whether it's hemp-derived or cannabis-derived, CBD, THC, um, even hemp seed oil or whatever else, um, anything, um, any product that has been processed is illegal to import in Thailand. Um, So any foreign company looking to launch their brand here in the country has to work with the local manufacturer. Um, And that's obviously something that we do as well. And like I, I think Thailand needs um thailand lacks and thailand needs reputable brands coming into the country to launch their own cpg products um thc is a little bit difficult obviously um you know uh with the legal loopholes of course you can do branded flowers you can do um potentially pre-rolls but things like um THC oils or vape cartridges it. you can't you can't do that right because a- a- any extract containing more than 0.2% THC in Thailand is illegal
1: oh yeah
0: so <laughs> so you, really
1: so you really can't do it right now i mean because if
0: th- re- THC yeah THC in Thailand to be completely legal and above board is difficult but any companies with sort of a CBD portfolio or or any other minor cannabinoid portfolio that has THC below 0.2, um, I think Thailand is a market that extre- is extremely interesting and has a demand for those products.
1: Right, so so like here in the United States, gummies, basic, really gummies. Yes, absolutely, vapes. yeah. Yeah, gummies and vapes. Well, flour tops it right now. Vapes, I believe is second. Infused pre-rolls is our third. Mm-hmm. And then we move down. tinctures seem to be falling down the line. So um, so right. So I guess it, I'm sure there's black market gummies there and things like that that they're probably selling, but right? is well, that I true? mean,
0: there is. there definitely is. Um, I mean, vapes are illegal in Thailand. Electronic cigarettes are illegal in Thailand, right? Um, uh, okay. so you know well, you you can, but they're illegal to come to, to like commercially transact here in Thailand but um what i think is extremely interesting this is obviously for all all the american companies out there although um, all your listeners as well like um there's a lot of localization that needs to be done um thailand and asia as a whole is extremely you know it's ex- it's extremely huge market for for beauty healthcare, skincare, you know supplements even like i guess the the, the most recent sort of trend here in thailand was like apple cider vinegar gummies oh Uh, you know things like that like
1: things that you formulate into apple cider vinegar gummies yeah okay interesting
0: yeah so things things that you could formulate as a cbd product into a tincture you can obviously formulate it into a soft gel right Mm -hmm. or or a capsule form or a gummy or whatever else and thailand and Asia as a whole is very accustomed to taking those sort of um product forms, you know, tinctures, um oils that you drop underneath your tongue, that's something that's very new to the Asian market. Yeah. but things like soft gels, things like gummies, things like you know snacks and other edibles, face masks, whatever, those things are something that's been around in 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 the Asian market for for decades and are something that is wildly consumed by the masses, right? Mm -hmm. That's a very interesting angle to look at. That's a very interesting perspective to look at when you're doing business.
1: Okay, so is the last question, when I spoke to someone else from Thailand, and they said that a lot of the younger people, you know, I'm going to say maybe the what is it, the Gen X, you know, let's Mm -hmm. say that the 18 to 23 year olds are they're not um, big consumers of cannabis as as the older group at whether smoking or um, it, do you think that's true that well i, I maybe I they would s- stay away from it from you know such the war on drugs, maybe it was so scary. I don't know is that no, true i
0: would I would argue like the older generation is definitely surprising to me the older generation is very open to it um for medicinal usage at at least like you know um uh, the government's done a very good job in publicizing and trying to communicate the benefits. So you you'll see like a lot of like um, more 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 elderly people look at it as a potential remedy for sleep, mm. for joint pain, and and whatnot. But for the younger generations, that's something that is more so about media communication. Um, you know, Thailand. As a country is in a country of smokers or you know yeah so, so when it when it comes that's down to <laughs> right, when it comes down to recreational usage, sure um not it might not be something that's appealing to the wider spectrum of the audience, but that but I think and and coming back to sort of product forms, that's where i I see there's a very big opportunity um you know, let's say we promote it as a nutraceutical as like a healthcare supplement. I think that's something the that younger populace in Thailand can really get behind, given that it's communicated correctly. Um, personally, I don't I I don't see sort of the communication of, oh, it's a it's a cannabis industry, it's a hemp industry, it's C B D product. I don't think that's the way to go, per se. I, I believe more so it's more of like a, let's say, it's a sports product. It's a sleep product. It's a acne product, mm-hmm. and and really, it's a product that really works because of the incorporation of a new active ingredient called CBD. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going out there saying it's a cannabis product. You're going out there saying it's a XYZ product that you know by so you, chance happens to have CBD or whatnot.
1: So you think if you're trying to reach the younger generation. Uh, once mm-hmm. things kind of turn around a little bit, and maybe become more product friendly for THC products, that you'll you'll make headway or reach the, this younger group by claiming or demonstrating its benefit, its health benefits. That they'll react more to that. It's not about going out and getting high. It's about Correct. hey, the endocannabinoid system and blah blah blah. So that that would that would reach them more than just hey here's a here's the old you know wedding cake strain or whatever and you should try this just to get high so
0: absolutely absolutely and and the presenter the presenter or the person communicating that message has to be reputable and legitimate as well Mm -hmm. um you know and that's to be honest that's the method of mass media communication advertising in thailand nowadays as well um influencers and celebrities and whatnot they they hold a lot of weight in what they say and what they endorse um i think it's a niche market in thailand for for somebody who you know wants to smoke and get high and whatever else i think the thai the thai population i mean definitely not it's like pick your poison right the thai population prefer to get to prefer to consume alcohol than than we than than cannabis ah, and it's just something that it's something that they're accustomed to um you know cannabis is something new it's still widely perceived as a drug and dangerous and and especially with their you know with the parents although although the parents might say you know they're open to it as a remedy for sleep or whatnot it's for medicinal purpose, they're not open to it for getting high, you know, you might get addicted, or obviously, that's not true, right? But like, that's yeah. still the general perception behind it.
1: Right, right. Okay, mm-hmm. so great. All right, that's interesting. So I guess let's just end on um, I'm, how are companies or people that you're approaching in the United States about using hemp as a, a alternative material? Are you mm-hmm. getting any sort of reactions or making headway? Um, how's the United States reacting to that? Oh, 100 percent. I mean the the partner we
0: work with from the states is is still more cannabinoid focused on, on the industrial side of things we we not only the states, I think globally it's still quite adolescent um, but when we present to them the research programs that we do and the results that we get. Um, there's definitely a lot of interest behind it. The big question, and of course, this is a question for for any company that's going down the same sort of path, is how do we make it economically viable? Yes. Um, you know, because that's the that's the most important part, right? Like, sure, you can build a um, you can build a car with hemp, but if it costs a hundred times more, then, right, right, then no, then no corporation will adopt it in their manufacturing processes,
1: right, um, right so
0: everyone's everyone's waiting to see the day we get out of the lab and bring it into pilot
1: ah okay so you're still in the lab and you haven't gone into production to say hey this is what it would cost if you imported our hemp uh uh, blocks or whatever yeah construction right Yeah. yeah and does the united states allow the import of hemp materials or whatever else you're doing besides the medicinal part of it.
0: I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not exactly sure of the answer to that question. I know, I, I, I know we've been in, we've talked to American companies that say that they need the supply um, from us, um, but we never actually Got went to, into wait. the conversation of is it legal or not? Because oh, okay. obviously, for us, it's more about. Um, for us we're still trying to to verify it on an economical standpoint whereas for them um i guess most of where we've discussed is looking at how thailand can supply it as a raw material more so than how we can process it on our end and then send it to them as a ready-made product
1: right right like right. yeah okay and then the company that you're working with in uh, on cannabinoids in the united states what is their main focus what are they
0: it's about bringing sort of their products and their portfolio um into thailand um okay right and and, and that's more so on sort of a wide spectrum of, of products both um cbd and more so medicinal thc with the clinical researchers to back it up um and we're working with them because you know like i mentioned before thailand lacks a reputable brand and and right now the market's really quite ripe for 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 somebody with that sort of brand to move into Thailand correctly, um and and legitimately, mm. and and we're working with them when localizing their formulations, on localizing their products and really, um coming into Thailand with something that the Thai population really wants to consume.
1: Well, yeah, <laughs> you're the path in for sure. However you want to go, yeah. Wow, thank you so much. It was a really interesting uh, conversation. And
0: uh, Well, thank you very
1: much. Yeah, really. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.